0: What's up everybody welcome to call to the bullpen presented by capital sports media network from high school to the pros CSMN is the capital regions home for everything sports. I'm your host David Payne alongside co host Brad Zampar and we're continuing our MLB the show series today. Let's play ball. So we're gonna continue with our MLB The Show series here during the MLB lockout. Uh, we got Ant Ortiz with us today. Uh, he's an MLB The Show uh, streamer, YouTuber. Uh, what's going on, man? Nah,
1: you know it's going pretty well. I'm pretty happy to be here. So looking forward to seeing what we can talk about and uh, yeah, just yeah, just happy to be here. So
0: yeah, it's pretty cool to chat with you. I've been watching your videos <laughs> for a while. Uh, you're a big franchise guy like myself. Uh, So we'll talk about some of your your franchise videos. Uh, But first, let's talk about some real baseball. Uh, Brad, I'll let you kick that off.
2: Yeah, uh, and it's nice to meet you. Finally put a face to the uh, profile the Twitter, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I saw the one thing that stood out to me was that you're from Kentucky, which is – Weird, because you wouldn't expect a Cubs fan to be from that area, especially when there's, like, so many of the central teams are, like, in that general area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just was wondering how you decided on the Cubs.
1: Well, I'm actually from the Chicago area originally. Oh, okay. Like, that's where I grew up. Um, And then right after college, like, my wife, she's from this area. So that's how I ended up moving down here. Um, So, like, now this is, like, technically, like, home for me. But, yeah, growing up, I was from, like, the western suburbs. I was about an hour out from Chicago so that's kind of how it was my dad was a Cubs fan and then I was like you know what if he's a Cubs fan I'm just gonna rock with it and we're gonna we're gonna go with it so I've been through the the really bad Cubs teams and you know got to see the World Series and everything but yeah so it's it's been like kind of like a roller coaster my whole lifetime but it's been a lot of fun to be a Cubs fan so I can't really complain.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously with them going into the, I guess it's like a, it's like a recharge. I wouldn't say a rebuild because you're not yeah. going to go into the rebuild with Stroman, Sonic Stroman, which is a Yeah.
1: It's, that was a, that was kind of like one of those moves where you're like, okay, maybe this isn't like a, a full rebuild where they were kind of, it looked like it was heading. Cause like when you, when you clear out the clubhouse like that, especially the guys who have been there since they were drafted, you kind of expect them to be like, all right, we're just starting from fresh. You got a lot of prospects in as well, but the Stroman signing kind of made it seem like I don't want to compare it to the Leicester signing because, you know, I don't expect Stroman to put up what Lester did while he was with the Cubs, but it was kind of something like that where it's like, okay, now we're actually maybe two to three years away from trying to actually compete again. And with all these links to Correa, which I don't want to get my hopes up too much. Cause I don't really expect that to happen, but if it does, I mean, that's just like a completely different, Team compared to without Correa, so I feel like the Stroman signing at least kind of shows that they they at least slightly mean business rather than just sitting back and coasting for the next few years.
2: Yeah, especially because I mean, pitching is one of the things that they've struggled with the past with three years, probably. Yeah. it's just always been an
1: issue. Yeah, it's just like just developing it too, um, yeah. and they kind of also didn't really just develop prospects in general. I mean, if you look at outside of just Bryant Rizzo and Baez Schwarber too. And I mean, those are still big names, but you got to think of like everybody else who's kind of come up or just hasn't come up at all. Um, I I believe there was like a name back in the day. There was like Josh fitters and he was like a third overall pick. And like, he didn't do anything. I think he made like three game appearance, like three appearances in the bigs. So it's like the Cubs
2: game, which is crazy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So it's like the Cubs really haven't had the best of luck just developing any sort of prospect. So it's good to see like they're starting to kind of change that philosophy. I know they went out and got somebody from the guardians whose like whole thing was kind of pitching. So hopefully that's like a, like a new chapter with the Cubs. So.
2: Do you have like a favorite prospect? Like I'm, a, I'm more on like the prospect guy overall. So my favorite guy from their organization right now would be Ed Howard.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he, you could tell he's still really raw. Yeah. Like, especially at the plate, he has the glove. He has the arm and everything but like just seeing him like swing the bat when he was drafted you could tell there was still a lot of things that needed to be worked out and even when he was at Myrtle Beach there was there you could tell there were some struggles there mm-hmm. um I want to see how PCA comes back from being his like a shoulder injury I mean there was a lot of hype with him being drafted for the Mets so I'm excited for him um but someone that like was kind of under the radar was like Owen Casey and like he's like projected to be like maybe a corner outfielder or a first baseman. But he raked this year. So I'm kind of excited, like, one of those under-the-radar guys, just to kind of see what happens with him, just because I'm pretty sure he's a lefty as well, like a lefty hitter. And uh, Cubs definitely need that. So he's still a few years out, but I think he's one of those under-the-radar guys that not a lot of people paid attention to.
2: Yeah, and earlier, like not earlier, but with the addition of the DH most likely coming, that also Mm -hmm. opens up an opportunity for a lot of these, like, fringe major leaguers who don't have a real position but they have the bat that can stick around and the DH just opens up so much more of
1: that. Yeah. I'm excited to see how that plays out with the NL now. Cause like that just, I think it, I don't know if they're going to expand the roster even more, but I feel like just having that extra bat, it also just takes the pressure off the pitchers and you don't have to focus on like, Oh, what if they get hurt running or what if they get hurt swinging and now they can just kind of focus on pitching and then hitters can focus on hitting. So it'll be exciting.
0: Yeah, I got to ask, what was that feeling like at the trade deadline this year, watching guys like Brian, uh, you know, Baez, Rizzo all go out the door? You know, we got, uh, we're Orioles fans, so we had like a, a mini okay. team of that with like, you know, Machado, Scope, Gosman, and all of them. But, you know, those guys mm-hmm. never brought a, a World Series home. Uh, in such a monumental World Series, those guys brought to Chicago. So what was that feeling like just seeing them go out the door like that? I mean, it kind of...
1: It almost was like, okay, like, all right, let's just start to prepare for like the really bad Cubs again. Like, we're gonna go through that. Just that it's it's just kind of normal. You kind of go through cycles where your team's gonna be good, then your team's gonna be bad, then your team's gonna be good again. And so, it it, it sucked to see it happen, but it clearly was something that needed to, to to be done because, like, if you looked at the way the team was performing, they're just they weren't getting it done. And it's it's not all on them, you know. There's definitely. The front office weren't making the right moves. They weren't spending the money in the right places. I mean, if you looked at what they spent on position players from the time that I think it was like Chris Bryant's debut, I I think the most expensive player that they signed was like Daniel Descalso, which if you think about that, I think it was like a $6 million contract. So outside of Hayward, I mean, that was your biggest spend for a position player. I kind of think that goes to show that there, there was an issue with just where money was going, who they were bringing in. And so they really weren't getting the help that they needed. And so I think it, it was just time to start a new chapter within the organization. And I think it's, if they end up bringing someone back like a Bryant or, you know, Rizzo still out there, that's great. But I think, I think it's time for like the new guys to come in. You've got your core, start to find your core there. You figure out if you want to keep Wilson or not. But um, it sucked. It sucked because like you, you, you saw them from the day they were drafted. You saw them make their debuts. They brought the World Series. They ended that drought. But at the same time, it's it is baseball. And like you, you clearly want to see your team win. And if, it, if it's not working out, then you, you got to find new players. So, yeah, it sucked. But it, I think it was time for sure
0: it's got to be a little refreshing then to see that they're not going like the whole complete tear down Orioles, mm. Pirates, Tigers route. <laughs> and that They're still trying to stay in the mix, you know, in a division as, you know, wide open pretty much as the NL Central is to see them not go mm. for like a complete tear down and try and stay in contention then. Right.
1: Yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like being an Orioles fan, man. Like that's, <laughs> I feel like it's just been a never ending rebuild for them, but, or the same with the Pirates too. I feel like what was it the last time they were in the postseason was like 2015 and then they lost everybody or they traded away everybody to let everybody go. But yeah, it is, it is refreshing because you can, I think it's a new like philosophy and I think it's, that's just kind of how baseball is starting to turn a lot more analytics, a lot more just focusing on like, you look at like what the giants, the Rays, even what the Braves did this year where they were, they were kind of focusing on those, those matchups, like, okay, we need to find people who hit lefties well. We need to find hit people who hit righties well. And let's platoon those guys yeah. because that's going to give us the best opportunity to win in those situations. And um, even reading about um, what the giants are doing, they have like this crazy, even with Gosman, when they brought in Gosman, they were like, these are the pitches that are working for you. You should focus on using those pitches more. And I think it was his slider that was like one of his worst pitches. And they were like, try not to use that as much. You're focusing on it way too much. I think it was like his second most used pitch. And it turns out like his slider was one or no, his splitter was like one of his most effective pitches. And so they just kind of changed what he was doing a little bit, focused on what was working for him. And now, like all of a sudden he's getting paid. So I think a lot more analytics. And it's just a different philosophy that like with the Cubs, I think it's a new a new approach at what they're going to do and how they're going to start to build the team. So I think I think it's a good thing. It is refreshing for sure.
0: Yeah, so while we're on the topic of rebuilds, retools here, uh, rebuilds are a big thing that you do with the show on YouTube. Uh, And Mm -hmm. those are some of my favorite videos that you do because uh, I know Brad and I are are big franchise guys. Uh, We like to do, you know, the the tear a team down, build them back up, uh, since that's what we're so accustomed to in actual. (laughs) At, you know, the, who knows rebuilds better than Orioles? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's how we play too. So we really like mm-hmm. to watch those videos there. Uh, do you have any, uh, you know, rebuild videos that you did that really stood out to you as, as a favorite? Um,
1: Most of them kind of start to like blend together after a while. Like, even if I like do a week's worth, even that like most recent week, week's worth, um, they just kind of start to like, oh, did I just get this player? Like, did I Put him on this team yeah um but i think the one that i really enjoy the most is like when i only do like draft players where i just focus on picking players from the draft just because like i know by the time i'm doing my rebuilds i kind of know what players do well and what players don't do well so having that like 50 50 chance of someone actually working out that's like kind of the fun of it and i think it's also like a big challenge because like I could get stuck with a really like a high overall team but they're just not doing well and now i still have to focus on getting in those prospects through the draft so i think that's kind of one of my most favorites it usually takes the longest but i think that's really what i enjoy about franchise the most anyways is just kind of finding players that like are my own like that's part of growing a franchise building up through the farm system and everything like that so i think that's that's usually my most favorite throughout the year and i usually get it done at the beginning and I never really do it again until next year's installment. But, yeah, that's usually my favorite one.
0: Yeah, I like to go, like, deep with them. Like, I got a mm-hmm. Rockies one going right now. Uh, just finished off the 2031 World Series. Uh, won it, by the way, in five games. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out the Rockies there. i um, <laughs> getting to the point where, like, the, the prospects are, are reaching the bigs. And, mm-hmm. you know, I like to kind of play around, customize the players, kind of get yeah it's at the point where like the, the guys like Soto and Tatis and them are even aging, you know, 33, mm-hmm. four years old. Uh, and that's what I really like is when you get to those points where, you know, it's uh, the game players get kind of like random and ridiculous, like the, the, yeah. auto, you know, the players that it comes up with. Uh, but that's the, the part that I really enjoy going like deep with it. What would you say, you know, how deep do you, do you go into a franchise years wise? Um, I mean, most of the time it's just like the
1: rebuilds. Cause like, mm-hmm. If I try to do a, a personal save on my like own time, I, I try to do one every year. I try to like get really immersed in one, but it's really difficult when like every day I'm doing kind of the same thing over and over and over again. So for me, what I usually end up doing is like I'll end up playing like FIFA because like soccer is like the other sport that I follow a lot. Okay. Um, it was like baseball and soccer for me growing up. So like that's kind of the mode that we're like, that's kind of like my my step away from like the everyday kind of thing where I'll end up diving deep into their career mode and just really building a team through there. Um, But like right now I'm doing a franchise on YouTube and I'm actually absolutely loving it because um, I like completely gutted the team and we're starting from fresh. So like having the prospects that I'm drafting, having these like really low rated players where like, I know I'm going to be absolutely terrible and it's going to, be like the worst experience ever mm. and like I'm playing these games and I'm I'm losing 11 to 2 or 14 to 3 and it's it's really frustrating while I'm playing it but at the same time it's so much better than just absolutely dominating the league within a season or two which I feel like happens a lot so um I think the big thing for me is just being able to like get immersed and I feel like that's what's been kind of lacking with franchise for a few years now so that's why it's kind of been difficult for me to actually make a personal save enjoyable because like I just feel like unless I really like have to set my own ground rules where like okay let's make these trades as realistic as possible, the signings as realistic as possible. Let me constantly tweak ratings or make sure that the CPU doesn't go crazy and trade Juan Soto for like the worst player in another team's organization. I just kind of feel like it franchise just kind of gets ruined for me. So like I feel like there's just like a lot of things that I have to do to really make it enjoyable and that just kind of takes it all away from me so I just feel like the immersion for franchise lately has just been really missing and that's what makes it difficult for me um but like what I'm doing right now with the the Beavers franchise I really like it but um up until this point it's been really difficult to like enjoy franchise for me so I'd, I'd probably like say it that way
0: yeah, I, I definitely want to talk about uh, some things that you'd like to see added to franchise to, to you know, mm-hmm. get that immersion. Uh, but before that, uh, you brought up the Beavers uh, mm-hmm. and some other videos yours that I really like are you did the Charlotte Pilots. Right. And then also the well, Portland Beavers.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so uh, obviously you're taking advantage of that expansion team addition uh, that they did. I love that they did the stadiums, that they did the expansion teams. Yeah, uh, I, I sent you on Twitter the thread that I did with. I did. The yeah, teams I've been stadiums.
1: keeping up with that. So I
0: absolutely love that feature. Uh, So uh, yeah, walk me through a little bit with uh, what you're doing with the the beavers and the pilots there.
1: Yeah. So the pilots, I felt like it just kind of abruptly ended just because I got up to season two and I already made the World Series and I was looking at the roster and I go, there is no way this team should be making the World Series. It was literally just like a team that was slightly above like the Starting roster of what the Tigers had. And I'm looking at it going, I, th- it doesn't make sense that I should be in the World Series. And so I lost interest because it was just one of those things that accelerated way too quickly. It, it, the team was just too good too quickly and it just didn't make any sense. So now with the Beavers, where like I'm, you know, relocating a team, which was a great feature that was added to MLB, I still think there's a lot more that could be added to it. And then, like, obviously, like being able to have like custom stadiums was like a huge huge improvement to it. But, um, but with the Beavers, you know, we've completely gutted the team. We basically started with close to a triple A roster, or at least like what some people call like the quadruple A players. Those are kind of on the mend of the triple A and the major leagues. And so we took a lot of those guys and we're just trying to build through the draft or build through small trades or acquisitions where we can slowly improve that team. And that's been a lot of fun because like it has been really difficult. It's been a lot of losses. It's been like realizing like these players clearly aren't good enough but that's part of the that's part of the grind that's part of the whole experience and for me it's really about just building a team and that's what I really like about franchise like actually building a team um, so it, it's been only like 10 episodes but it's probably been the most fun I've had in franchise for a while over the last few years just because it's really been about building an organization finding prospects trying out new players rather than just going out and getting a Juan Soto or an Acuna or a Tatis like that. So it's been fun. I th- I think if we could get, you know, maybe like a true expansion rather than like a relocation, I think that would also make franchise a lot more fun. But like you said, we'll probably get to stuff about like wish lists in a bit too. So we can talk about it then.
0: Yeah. Remind me, which team did you use to, to relocate them?
1: So we, we went with the athletics cause I, you know, the whole talks about like the stadium issues with the athletics and, um, just the possibility of them moving to maybe Vegas or whatever. And I just kind of liked the idea of moving to Portland. I kept the same color scheme. Cause I noticed that Portland had the green and the yellow in their, like their, um, their city flag. So I felt like, okay, we can rock with it that way. And then um, the Beavers was actually a, a former team, yeah. uh, a triple a team at one point, I believe. So I just rocked with the logo that was already there and just kind of changed up the color scheme and went with it. So um I think that also helped with like the whole immersion kind of doing like somewhat of a backstory or at least kind of looking into it just to kind of see, okay, Portland does have, it's called like project diamond or something yeah. like that ballpark yeah. um, where they're actually trying to bring a team there. So I was like, okay, well, we can run with that as a storyline. And I think that just kind of helped with the immersion that like actually pulled me into doing the the series rather than just me jumping in with like no idea what I was going to do prior to it. So I think like doing a little bit like research, creating a backstory and really just trying to make it more fun and immersive for me that was everything that like made this series a lot more enjoyable
0: yeah and you know the, the way you do it is kind of how a real expansion team would work too you know with having like an expansion draft and all that in real life mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to have guys like Mookie Betts or Jacob deGrom on an expansion yeah. Yeah. and and often it, it takes them a while to win a world series like the Rockies still haven't won one yeah. Um, unless you're like a freak like the the marlins and go off and, and win a couple of world series within a exception yeah. uh, but that's pretty much how you know an expansion team would work in, in the real world too mm. uh, I, I gotta say i love the charlotte pilots name uh i think you know we'll do another history lesson here bro we've done a history lesson on the, the show before <laughs> because nice uh, like you know they're charlotte's north carolina kitty hawk north carolina where yep. Wright brothers flew the first plane. I think that's a great name uh, for my uh, league. I had the Charlotte Kings and the Charlotte Pilots. I went with the Kings, uh, but I, I love that Pilots name there. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. let's, let's get into the the wish list stuff if you want.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I could talk your heads off for days. Probably I'm just figuring out what
0: just on that. Yeah.
1: So I think the I think the big thing that like I really want fixed I don't even want like something new added I just want it fixed is that the way players progress or they don't progress as they go through about their careers or how they um, just their potential I just feel like it's such a basic system where it's like they have a a number set for their potential and then over time they'll eventually reach it and as soon as they reach it that's basically their career Mm -hmm. so it it could be a really slow rise where you know they're 35, they finally reach the potential, that's the end of their career, or it could be they reach their potential at 27, that's the end of their career. I feel like there's a different way that could it could be done. And the way that I like it the most that I've seen is in FIFA they have dynamic potential, where if a player does well, their potential goes up. And if a player doesn't do well, their potential obviously goes down. And so as long as they are doing well, the overall will go up. Their potential will go up as well. And sometimes it's a, it's a slow increase. And sometimes you'll see a player go up four or five ratings in a season. But I think that's the best way to do it. In FIFA, they do have like a, a development plan, which is basically what training is supposed yeah. to be in MLB. And those are a little bit overpowered where you can really just make it so the player just continues to grow no matter what. And you can just exploit it. But I think there's definitely just a dynamic potential system in MLB. The show would probably be the best thing possible because you look at some guys who are 31, 32, and they're coming off career years, but because they've already reached their potential, they're already starting to decrease or just because they've been in the league for a certain amount of years, they're starting to decrease. So I think, I think there's just certain tweaks and the different potential system that could be added to the game that would really make it better. Just because I see just so many bad things like Vlad, it'll be 20, Vlad Jr. is 27 years old and he's already decreasing and becoming one of the worst players in the league, which mm-hmm. that that doesn't make sense. The guy's just starting his career. There's no way he's only going in the bigs for five years. And all of a sudden he's, he doesn't know how to swing a bat anymore. So I think that's the big thing for me. Um, I mean that, yeah, that's kind of like the big thing. I feel like there's a lot of things in the game right now that if they were just to tweak them or improve what they have in the mode the game could be so much better i just feel like it's so cookie cutter it's so basic right now that it's just it, it, it just kind of lo- it just loses my interest pretty quickly and it sucks because i know there's a lot of people out there that really want to see a good immersive mode or just have a mode that actually like is it works right and i just feel like we have been kind of lacking that for a bit i mean i kind of like to hear what you guys can come up with to just kind of go back and forth on it
0: yeah well uh, i mean Uh, Definitely. I agree with the progression thing. There's not really that potential for like a Nelson Cruz type career where, you know, late in their career, they're still going strong. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like you hit 32 years old and you got maybe two years left in the league. Uh, So that's absolutely something I want to see fixed. Uh, But you keep mentioning immersion. And I feel like I haven't felt that kind of immersion since like, I remember back in like the 2010 2011 franchise modes you could set like concession prices you could add seats to the stadium like that's Mm -hmm. the kind of stuff that i really feel like it's lacking now like i feel like then the show could boast like one of the strongest franchise modes in all of sports gaming and that's the kind of stuff that i miss and like there's so many features like you know there's scouting there's budget there's training but it's all so surface level like they yeah. can go so much more in depth with those things and and really go like full GM mode, manager mode, like, or, or owner mode. Yeah. Like those are some kind of things that I'd really like to see that I think would really help with that uh, immersion factor.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was like a MVP 05. They had owner mode and like, you could like mess with the stadium and like the concessions and the prices, the ticket prices. I mean, like suspensions, like that's like something that like it's so small but like okay you know you start throwing at a player rather than just being ejected you actually get suspended or something like that or um that's
2: where something like the morale could play into that yeah yeah
1: yeah like a player is just like he forces a trade like he's so upset that he's not playing that Mm -hmm. he's like okay I, i i don't want to play anymore i want to be traded and then because of that maybe it starts to rub off on some of the other players i just feel like like taking away morale that affected players performance. Like I completely understand that because there was a point where like that just completely ruined a player, Mm -hmm. but like you got to have some sort of morale because it's, it is something that exists in baseball, right? Like if a clubhouse, you lose control of the clubhouse, like you could get fired. You can't even get fired in franchise and MLB the show. You could win zero games and you're still going to keep your job throughout the entire contract that you're given just because that's what MLB the show says. So like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't understand who's going to keep a manager who wins 30 games a season for three years. And then I don't know. I just feel like there's so many things that they're missing on. I mean, like even a fog of war mode, I feel like knowing every stat about every single player, even within like your own organization, I feel like it's something that's like, is crazy. I mean, like, within your organization I feel like you you kind of have an idea I think more of the prospects would be kind of cool to kind of have uncertainties about where they are how much they'll progress and things like that but like I shouldn't go to a team in the AL and know that um Aaron Judge I shouldn't know every single attribute that he has I should maybe have a range because I scouted him but I shouldn't know everything about him just because it's that plain and simple so I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot missing and I feel like, man, yeah, I just it's just one of those things where like it's there's so many things and ideas running through my head that I just, it's almost like, where do I start? But, yeah, I think just the being pulled into the franchise mode, it's just been something that just hasn't happened in a while. Brad, give one me. Thing,
2: well, yeah, one thing like I'd like to see that Matt is that's been asked for so many years because it's in Madden, it's in 2K. And it's online franchise. Even even if you have it with how it is set up right now, if you had online franchise, the game itself would just be so much better.
1: Yeah, I know that. I know they took it out because of the servers. And I mean, clearly the servers they they're still struggling. I mean, you hit like online. I've seen people like that. You hit it to second base. You hit it a certain certain spot, and it automatically causes a freeze off. And so, like, yeah, the servers have been a big issue. I know expanding to Xbox definitely cause more issues um and that was kind of something that supposedly got rushed on them mm-hmm. so like to be able to sort out the servers i think is one of the, the big things that they need to do so that they don't so that they can bring that online franchise back but like they also have custom leaks which i feel like rarely anybody uses like in theory it was a great idea and i kind of feel like that was Their replacement for online franchise but if you're able to play custom leagues with people online why not just keep the franchise there and then just try to improve the servers to make it work because like if you can add custom leagues why not just have the franchise there too so i don't know like i understand gameplay is like the main focus offline and online and like if you don't have servers that work then that's kind of difficult to make the gameplay work but I don't know. I just, yeah, I just feel like franchise has been put on the back burner for so many years. We've been told year in and year out that, you know what, you'll have a chance to talk to, you know, people at SES, you'll have your surveys, you'll have changes and your wants and needs addressed, but like it, it just hasn't happened. So maybe this will be the year. I know people have been tweeting out about it more. There's been more people starting to cause, I don't want to say like we're raising pitchforks and causing like a riot or anything, but I know people have started to actually stand up and say something. So maybe this is the year finally. And uh, maybe we'll see some changes next year. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, besides the the progression, is the CPU AI. Like, yeah. I mean, you mentioned the, the crazy Soto trades that everyone mm-hmm. puts, like Soto getting traded for Brett Phillips or something yeah. like that. And uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know the answer because I don't know all coding and all that kind of yeah, stuff.
1: Yeah, coding's crazy, but
0: there's got to be some better way to to do it where you know you can kind of set like you know a team is in a rebuild phase or a win now phase, so you don't have mm-hmm. a, a team that's you know sixty and one hundred two signing like the best player on the free agent market yeah. or like some crazy trades and you know assigning you know, more value to, to, to prospects or more value to guys coming off MVP seasons. Cause I feel like the league gets so messed up like that.
1: Yeah.
2: quick too, very quick.
1: Yeah. 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 Like, especially if you don't turn the trade slider down, you'll see like 50 trades a season. And like, that's, that's a crazy number. And it's all based on the budget, right? Like if, if they can somehow get that player in, because it fits their budget, they're going to make it happen. And yeah, like the trades happen a lot. I'm seeing like three, four first basemen signed to the same team, you know, I see it a lot where like Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson almost end up on the same team every single year. And so there's that. And I guess that's another way that I can like compare it to FIFA where in FIFA, each team kind of has like a philosophy where some are considered like a bigger team, a bigger club. Mm-hmm. Some are more focused on financial restrictions. Some are more focused on being a, a homegrown team where they focus on prospects so I guess that that could be something that would be implemented in like a, a team philosophy where you, you want to focus on developing prospects, or, you know, you're like the Yankees who are willing to just go out and spend all the crazy money that you, you don't care how much you spend, or you'd rather, you know, focus on just being a really budget focused team, kind of like the Rays are. So like, there's different philosophies that you can implement. And again, that probably coding that I have no idea how that works. So I don't know. I just feel like if more time was actually spent on improving the mode, it definitely could be done again. SDS is one of the, it, it is a smaller, you know, developer. Like we, we don't expect, you know, the same kind of money that EA has or the same kind of members that EA has that are working on it. But at the same time, I feel like there, there could be more that's done. So, I mean, there, there's a lot. And I feel like if, we could come up with a way to actually get them the information. And there's definitely ways to reach out to them. But I feel like what we're doing now on Twitter, where a lot of us are posting the issues that we have with franchise is great. I also feel like not enough of us are posting what it is that we want or what it is that we want changed. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that we could change about how we're approaching it on Twitter, just because like most of it's just like, this is what's wrong. But like, what do we want to fix it? Right. So I think that's that's something that we definitely have been kind of missing. And I've been doing the same thing, too, where I'm just like, hey, look, Juan Soto got traded for nobody. Well, what could we do to fix that? Like, what is wrong with it that we really need change? So um, and I know a lot of people have been kind of complaining about us just being super negative about it anyway. So we'll we'll see. I definitely want changes to happen. I know a lot of people do, too. And I think we're finally starting to kind of get our foot in the door where we can see those changes happening. So.
0: One last little thing that Mm -hmm. maybe other people don't even really care about, but that I noticed they took away this year, uh, was buying more budget. I noticed Mm -hmm. that they took that away. And what I would like to do is, you know, take a a club like the pirates or the Rockies with like a small, you know, budget. And then Mm kind of as, as we got into our competitive years, buy a little more budget when the window opened, uh, something like that. And I feel like now with that gone, like it gets really restrictive and, you know, anybody who's, uh, a 90 overall is going to cost you $20 million a year. And you can only have so many of those when you got a budget of $150 million. Uh, Also, that's the little thing that maybe other people don't care about or notice. Um, But uh, I got to ask you for a a cover athlete prediction for 22. And I'm going to, I'm going to put a stipulation there, a cover athlete, not named Shohei Otani. Cause I
1: was going to say, it it feels like Otani is the super obvious one. Um, I'm trying to think like, Someone that's, I think, man. So this year, okay, maybe Vlad, Vlad Jr. I mean, like, if it's it's obviously like if Shohei wasn't there, like he clearly was the guy that was going to win MVP. But I mean, Vlad, Vlad's an interesting one. Um, we just had Harper, so I doubt he's going to be a name that's, um, going to pop up on the cover again. But I think, I think Vlad's one of those guys that a lot of people wrote off and like. You look at what he was doing. And even with Vlad, that was something that I always was like, you can't compare him to his father. It's so hard to just be like, well, his father was doing this and his father was doing that. And like Vlad's just a completely different build. You know, he's he's not playing the outfielder. He's not this. You know, if you look at what his father was, he was he wasn't like completely jacked, but like he was kind of like, you know, somewhat muscular, kind of a like. Lanky guy, and Vlad's completely different, and he's playing the infield, and like you just can't compare him to what his dad's doing. So I felt like a lot of people were just trying to measure him up to what his dad's doing, and you just got to let him live his live his career out and see what happens because he clearly has all the potential in the world. I mean that family does. There's like eight eight kids in that family, and I keep seeing them on Twitter, and there's always a new one, and I think there's like a 15 year old right now who's an outfielder who's like six foot four or something that's just crushing baseballs. I know there's a lefty out there too. So it seems like that whole family's just bred to play baseball. So I think, I think Vlad would probably be my pick for that for sure.
0: I think Brad and I are in agreement on ours, and he's a, another big baseball family guy. Uh, shares the same name as the rest of his entire family, uh, and we're we're going Wander Franco with ours. Yeah,
1: so and that's, that that that's a he's he's another special talent. Like um, like when he started becoming like more known, like started hitting that number one prospect like status, I started looking into him more and his swing and miss number his percentage of swinging and missing is so low he doesn't swing and miss which is his
2: walk rate is higher almost <laughs> yeah
1: it, it's crazy i think i think when he was in the the minors his swing and miss rate was like 10% or something like that it was crazy to think that someone has such a disciplined eye like that and also to be able to have the ability to put the bat on the ball at such a young age it's it's almost like like what Juan Soto is doing. And I think yeah, that he's he's going to be crazy good. And for the race to lock him up for majority of his career, great move. Great move. Yeah. I'm I'm high
0: on Wander for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, before we let you go here, I got a video idea for you. All right. Let's All see. right. You you a Spider-Man guy? Um, I'm
1: not a huge Marvel guy. No, okay. but I'm I I like I kind of have to keep up with everything because I see it all over the timeline so I'm like I at least kind of know what's going on and like in the loop of it all so go ahead
0: okay so the, the multiverse is a big thing right now and mm-hmm. that got me thinking about an MLB multiverse okay uh, and, and doing some kind of video where you got Babe Ruth you know Mike Trout, Ken Griffey Jr., uh, Mike Schmidt, all the the people from baseball throughout history going mm-hmm. in one league together like an MLB multiverse. So that's a just yeah, okay. I want to throw out there. I
1: actually just did something like that not too long ago. I actually like l- last week or this week. Um, let me let me see when I actually did it. Where I did the, the baby I used all the all time rosters oh, okay. and I simmed a decade to see how it would play out. Oh, I see that. But at, as I was going through it, I noticed that some of the players were just completely on the wrong teams um I've also done something similar where like I took some of the best hitters all time and put them in their rookie versions and let them play out to Mm -hmm. see how it would play out and of course you know MLB the show sim is broken so like you know you have Barry Bonds who played well into his 30s couldn't even make it like to his 30s so um I would love to be able to like do something like that and have it work out really well but I'm going to have to figure out some way to do it where I don't have players just forget how to play baseball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think something like that where I had the the Babe Ruth career sim, where mm-hmm. I somehow was able to make him play into his fifties where he died in his fifties was like, probably like the wildest video I've had so far. So yeah, it, it, it is a great idea. I got to figure out a way to make it work better for sure.
0: Also, before we go here, I just want to give you a chance to shout out all the socials.
1: Yeah, everything's the um, Ant Ortiz, A N T, not like Aunt, but yeah, it's all the same there. Um, my name's Antonio, so if you guys ever just want to check it out, yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm always just tweeting, posting every day, that kind of stuff. I'm pretty laid back, so I mean, as long as you're not just coming at me, I think we'll have no problems with it. So <laughs> um, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was, it was a lot of fun just chatting baseball and you know passing time. So yeah, thanks. I appreciate it.
0: Are you an aunt or an aunt guy? Which one do you say? I'm
1: I'm aunt. Okay. And it's weird. Okay. It's weird because in the Midwest, everyone says aunt and like, yeah, it's always just been aunt for me. So I'm, I actually, it was weird because before I came on here, I literally had this conversation with a couple other guys I was on a call with and they're like, you can't say aunt. And I'm like, it's, it's aunt. That's how it's spelled. You got to go with it that way. Yeah, so. And
0: ant is an insect as far as aunt. Exactly. I'm
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think, yeah, that's pretty straightforward i also like the hall of fame barry bond shirt
0: yeah yeah uh, you know i'm i'm pulling for it it's not gonna has, happen it's not gonna
1: happen but he deserves attention. it best best hitter we've ever seen yeah. probably we'll ever see unless swan soto puts up stupid numbers something I say, like that
0: I, I made a prediction on the show one one soto 700 home run club so we'll see if
1: it, if it happens i mean he's he's probably the closest guy we can get to the walk numbers so mm-hmm. we'll have to wait and see how, what happens there
0: Right, well thank you so much for coming on with us this was awesome Appreciate to chat it. with you uh again that was uh, the Ant ortiz uh i'm the david payne on on twitter <laughs> instagram at brad zampar uh and and make sure to check out capitalsportsmn.com at capitalsportsmn uh and we'll see you guys later